All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for being here. Welcome to a new episode of Miracle Theory. I have an amazing guest today. This is our first Zoom video episode. So um, she has a wonderful story for us. And um, listen closely and you'll take away something wonderful. So with that, let's get started. So um, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, your age, where you're from, stuff like that. Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Brittany Parker. Oh gosh, I'm 32. Um, I am from, well, I reside currently in Rancho Cucamonga, and I was born and raised in Monrovia Duarte, a small town um, in San Diego Valley. So, yeah, I've been here in Rancho for about, since I was six years old, so this is where I'm from, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you for being here and talking to me today. Um, uh, so, we're just gonna really kick off the episode with something I like to do with all my guests. Um, just keeping that story that you have in mind. I'm asking you what your biggest fear is. I just kind of want to see how it relates to what you're gonna tell us, if it's a result of what happened to you, or if it's entirely different. Um, so what is your biggest fear, Brittany? Ooh if I could say anything, I say that too. Okay. Well, I'll put this in a testimonial. Um First, it was, of course, nobody ever wanted to die. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, wait, everything stops. You know, you just, you can't imagine what that is like. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody still has that fear, though, because of the, the transition. You don't know how it's going to happen, what's going to happen, whatever. Um, but one of the main fears was disappointing my mother. That was probably scariest like is it was something that always would not at me or you know yeah. so disappointing yeah. her and you know the fear of death at one point was definitely like yeah yeah that's a big <laughs> one I feel like that's kind of always yeah in the background for anyone no matter who you are what you've been through for sure um so yeah. thank you for sharing those I know that can be a pretty loaded question too yeah a real question but you have to yeah. be honest with yourself so exactly being honest with yourself that's a really important thing to do um yeah. so okay well with that um my next question is going to be kind of um I guess a little summary of what you're going to be talking about if you could title your story what would you title that? I know that's a big one too, but it's always interesting to hear what people have to say. So, Well, being a creative, I never had like plain ideas of, you know, just things in life. Mm -hmm. So when all of this stuff happened, um, the spirit gave me a title. I always say it wrong. The letter or yeah, the letter five. The letter five. Five yeah, because five is the day I was born in November. And then um, Grace, wait, G-R-A-C-E, five. Nice. And um, I, the number five had, is something to do with, I think it's something to do with Grace. But I feel like God has been so gracious over my life. And as I write and everything like that, that's how I look at the story of my life. That's beautiful. Look, so I almost cried. No. <laughs> You know, <laughs> talking about like this, it's like emotions expected. And the letter five yeah, is very creative. It. Yeah, super creative. So um, that's yeah. really beautiful. I'm excited to hear how that translates into what you're going to tell us today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now that we have those two questions, we're just going to jump into the story. So this is going to be the time for you to, or the segment uh, where you're just going to tell us what's going on, start to finish, um, you know, go through whatever you're comfortable with and just, we're here to listen. So the floor is yours. Oh, wow. Um, well, I guess I'm here today yes. because um, I was provided a miracle with grace. So be still here. Still be here right there. Um, so quick, short, short version of what the long book version would be. I was diagnosed with lupus in 2014. It changed my life, my whole family's life, my son's life. Um, that is the anointed one right there as far as seeing what he's been able to transition into. Um, but I was diagnosed and changed everything about me from the inside out. I, before my, my life before that, I was, you know, modeling fashion into fashion, just, you know, doing all of those things in media and, um, really kind of going up hill and doing really awesome things. I was really excited and very proud of some of the accomplishments that I made. They weren't major, but they were right where I needed to be apparently. Um, of course we're all human. We do fleshly things. We go through things in life mm-hmm. and, you know, make mistakes, but I thought I was doing the right thing in that season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I wanted to come home. Something was wrong. I couldn't get it together um, emotionally and physically. So um, at the time I was living in Vegas, I was married. And it was a very awkward, strange time for me. So I asked my mother and my grandmother, who I've in the nucleus, is my nucleus. Um, My mother, my mom, and my grandmother, so three of us, like, all the time before my mother passed. And um, when I came home, I just knew something wasn't right. There was like a spirit of death, dark cloud, mm-hmm. feeling, you know, eerie all the time. Didn't understand it. So I wanted to come home. I was scared. Yeah. Came home, knew something was wrong. I had developed the personality of a hypochondriac. Everything was wrong. Oh my gosh, would I have this? I have breast cancer. I have this. I have that. I was just, and my mom was taking me to the doctors every almost every day if I got her to. And um, finally, my stepfather came from LA and was like, you're going to the hospital because I don't like the way you're acting. He threw me in the back of his truck very late one night. We end up in um, a hospital called Pomona Valley here in my city. And from there, it was five days. took five days for them to understand and see that I was um, dying on the inside. Wow. And that's technically lupus is a autoimmune disease that attacks all of the organs. Um, I was, I forgot how much blood I had lost, but I had lesions of my face, scabs in my ears, all in my hair, everything I was tacked. It was like, like somebody took all of my hair out just everywhere. Um, so finally, five days later, a couple of days, well, a week before my son's birthday, finally a diagnosis. They tested me for 
everything you could think of. Um, and it was a nightmare for my family. It was fast forward, learn to cope with the disease, you know, living with it, getting back on my grind, getting back in to the things I love, finding my security again. Um, so this is a disease that can make you very insecure. Um, so I got back into it, ended up doing an event again in Vegas. I can't, Vegas is probably not for me, <laughs> but I had, um, been staying, we've been, we had stayed in the hotel and I kept telling my mom, I don't feel well. I just yeah. can't get it together. This is in 2017. Okay. Um, something just didn't feel right. And I was just like feeling that Oh, you know, out of myself. I'm just come out of my skin or something. And um, I called my stepmother, who is a nurse at UMC. So when I called her, she said, "Go to the hospital. Let them know you have lupus, and they'll take care of you." Like you know, whatever. So I did. One thing led to another. They admitted me. Okay. I had pneumonia. Then I passed out. That's when I blacked out. Yeah. The only thing I remember, and I tell people, I have to ask my mother, I have to ask my son, I have to ask my ex-mother-in-law, everybody, what happened. Because the last thing that I remember is I snatched my wig off and said, who is hot? And I was out. Oh my, <laughs> that's the last thing. That was the last thing I remember. Oh you like, I said, mom, uh-uh, take this off. And, whew, and I just basically stripped out my wig and out everything. <laughs> And it's funny. I I really say it's a funny thing because it was a such a profound moment that I God covered me again, again, you know. Um, and that was the last thing I remember. So the stories that I'm relaying to you now after that moment are from my family members. Okay. Um, so after I did that happened and I woke up, came to the first time. I'm pulling tubes. So they had to restrain me because I didn't know what happened. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Okay. What are you I'm doing? Yeah. You know? And I couldn't talk. I didn't know there was a ventilator going down my throat oh. okay. um, the first time. Like, it was just, they were like, you were trying to get up out of the hospital bed and walk and go home. Like, but you had tubes. I have, let me see. I have a keloid here from one of the tubes that was in my neck. Um, it was just, you know, I didn't know though. I you know. scared probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, what, you know, and I wanted some ice. So I was trying to write notes to them. Can I please have some ice? And I guess I went out the second time. Um, both times were, I get this wrong sometimes. One was seven minutes, one was 10 minutes, but I can't remember which is which of course um and it was just an emotional roller coaster for everybody so as you know my cousin had probably mentioned they came everybody came to see me to say their goodbyes mm. most people my cousin did. hold on i'll be there oh i'll be yeah okay, okay. okay. sorry sorry <laughs> and i was like i probably should text him i apologize um and Everybody came to see me. My closest cousin, um, we're about five days apart. He was, he couldn't handle it. So he was all over the, all over the place, you know, but yeah. So but people don't know that on the other side of 
what was going on. I was fighting darkness. And then I was, I saw light. And then God revealed so much to me in the midst of that. So it was definitely, the the doctors told my mom, we need to pull the plug. I don't know what you're waiting for. So my uncle, um, who was, <laughs> he was probably the only one that could do it. I don't know why. But he came to pray the Hebrew prayer over my body. And then, you know, they wanted to transition. But she, my mom would not relent. She wouldn't let them tell her what to do. Okay. So if it wasn't for her, I know that decisions would have been shady. But I'm very grateful. And God revealed to me and showed me her in the midst of it after the fact. She was floating through hallways. And it was like he was carrying her, too. Like, everything was going to be okay. Yeah. And, yeah, I lived in that hospital for a month. A month? Yeah. And just. It's a long time to be in the hospital. Yeah. And all the way in Vegas. So I was away from my son. That oh, was, so you were, you were still in Vegas for that whole month then? Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I couldn't come home unless I had a dialysis chair. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling. I thought I had to call to get a dialysis chair. I'm crippled and handicapped in the whole nine. And I'm on my phone calling, you know, Davida. And they're like, no, you're, you're a social worker. It needs to call. You need to. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The process, you know. So, yeah, and um, I my father lives in L.A., so I had him drive and come get me, and it was, I didn't get home till 3 o'clock in the morning oh, okay. to California, but, yeah, I was determined because I was so tired of them asking me, why are you here? And I'm like, y'all, you guys tell me why I'm here. Right, like you just survived. That was your one thing you had to do, not answer questions. So it was a very um, defining moment. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a miracle. It was definitely, a. it, it changed a lot of perspective for a lot of people. Okay. I've had friends that couldn't believe stuff like that or friends that, you know, have church parents and they were rebellion like I've heard testimonies from this one testimony and I think that's why I'm excited to be here but I'm very humble in the space where I'm not you know hey this is me I just I want people to know love like yeah <laughs> I the what is amazing to me just off the bat is that people literally came to your bedside to say goodbye to you. It, it, like they really thought that was that was it. Yeah. It, it definitely like, was they not. Came from Portland. They came from Portland and I'm like, why are these people here? I kept asking, like, after the fact, because it was still trickling, like people wanted to just see me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why are they here though? Like I'm going home. They can come see me when I get home. And right. that was afterwards. And, you know, mm -hmm. but the people that were there, even when I was under same thing. And it was just like, wow. Okay. 
Yeah, thank you. That was great here. Thank you for sharing that. That's monumentous. That's monumentous. It's no small. It's no small thing. You know, you were like basically at war with your own body, and then my gosh, and you blessed. You were blessed, and you came out the other side. So that's hallelujah. (laughs) Truly, truly, yes. You know, I just, cause I'm like, are you sure? You know, sometimes about, and I'm like, I know my mom would never lie to me. And then people's stories add up, you know? And I'm like, okay, like, ooh, that's crazy. But what are we eating for lunch? <laughs> cause I'm just so grateful, but you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm, and I'm still a homebody. I'm not all over the place, you know, um, because of my health and everything. So um, God had to tell me though, like your heart is gonna have to change with some things, and He's been working on me with that. So that goes into this heart surgery situation. And yeah, yeah. What? So before this whole Vegas thing, because this is how I ended up in the hospital. I busted a valve in my chest. Okay. And I didn't realize it, and I was like, "Ugh," you know. And I kept going about my business. Now at the time. I was um, working kind of blogger slash A&R for a music festival brand um, that my friends had started. And we would book artists and have these meetings. And it was so much fun. Yeah, and cool. I was on my way to a podcast meeting, I believe, at the time. Oh, and my wow. son was in the car. I love the whole idea. I could take my son to work situation. So yeah. I'm obsessed with that low key. Um, just keep him involved and keep him in the right headspace, you know? Um, so we were going and that's how that happened. So when I get home, they let me know your valve is busted and you will eventually need surgery. So I'm like, okay, go. this was a whole year or well, three years. So it's not something that's life threatening, but it is effective in my body. Mm. Um, so finally, of course, my mother fighting cancer everything is we're focused on her and me at the same time but like because she was going little backtrack when i was in the hospital in vegas she was going back and forth to california to go to chemo and then come back oh wow yeah that's the true mvp yeah she's the true mvp because she was she was on it she did not miss a beat you know Um, and so Finally, when I came home, I'm on dialysis and in-center dialysis, just doing all of those things, a new life for me. This is from the model chick, the video girl, the interviewer, the host, the Now I'm looking at every seven, you know, 70-year-old man coughing. And then I'm just like, wow. And I'm not saying it just really humbled me. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? I love people but that really humbled me how fast things can change yeah so, i wanted yeah. to ask you just if you, uh while you're telling your story you you mentioned you know when it was like almost god was asking you maybe change some things in your heart and you're saying this whole experience really humbled you and you were saying you were a model in the media and like you had all these other things going these other aspirations can you pinpoint what you think he was asking you to change in your heart Man, (laughs) 
I feel like we're in counseling, but no. Um, you know, it's it was my passive aggressiveness. I'm still working on that. Um, I people don't like to be hurt, but we also don't like to hurt people. So there was, you know, some emotional things that I was dealing with. Um, family concern, concerning family, concerning friends, concerning my assumptions, attitudes, and stuff like that. And he really brought me like, hey, mm-hmm. look, everything's not what you think, and everything yeah. is not what it seems. You know, perception is out. You're just just showing yeah. me different things, you know. And I'm like, hmm. okay. And he's like, girl, you're not that great. So I sit <laughs> and I'm like, I get it, you know. And I really was like, okay. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was a terrible great feeling because you you're not numb where you can't be taught you know what I mean and you're not callous and that's what I was afraid of as well um yeah and I was just like wow so look I I take um a lot of heart when it comes to sitting with myself okay and that's you know or Seriously, so I I try to do that a lot. Um, I still want to invest more time into counseling, but I I that has really turned the switch on for me a lot. So, so it sounds like you take a lot of time to think and like do journal and like. <laughs> if I show you my little area, <laughs> I have that going. <laughs> My whole, my, my family, like, they know to buy me stationery. They know to buy me notebooks, like, electronics and notebooks and all that kind of stuff. I'm, that's me. Yeah. Clothes, I'm cool, but you'd be like, that girl needs to. So if you got, like, a really (laughs) cool jacket versus, like, a really cool notebook at Christmas, you'd want the notebook instead of, like, the really cool jacket. I love, I, I come from a family, my grandmother, my mom, my grandmother, I have, I have women in my family that are fashionable. That's what we do. I'm not thrifting, consignment, you know, everything. I mean, I'm not, we do that, mm-hmm. but I just have a tighter love for create, creating content, stationary. So just like, so, you know, yeah. um, Writing and everything like that is definitely a therapy for me as well. I just have to get better at, I don't know, expressing. I, I don't know what it is, but I I love to write. <laughs> That's great. Writing. I mean, not everyone's good at writing, you know, and um, I have thought about this before um, when hearing certain stories and stuff. And, you know, it's almost like you've kind of, been given an opportunity to like refine your gift you know you have a gift and you're given that chance to kind of really specialize that and really hone in on that and take the time dedicate yourself to that so that's really beautiful too yeah um so I have some other questions I want to dive a little bit deeper and this one's always interesting because it's kind of like self-reflection on what happened before the experience. And so if you could go back and give yourself advice, knowing what you know now, before you went through your first experience, what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm making you think a little bit. No, one would be to calm down. 
um, I realized that inside I was so like, just so, yeah, you know, ready to not so much go off, but just like, well, why would you, you know, I'm taught, I'm, I was snappy inside. And I just be like, okay, you know, yeah. um, I think that not so much that I should have let it out, but use my avenues and my perspective, the right perspective to let it out. Okay. You know, if I want to dance that day, let it out that way yeah. um, instead of holding it because I know I was holding a lot. Um, upset at a lot. Um, I think I was not accepting my mom's cancer. Um, I just knew in my mind that we was going to get it right. We were both going to have this testimony. She was going to be sitting right next to me telling this story right along with you because that's what I wanted to believe. Mm-hmm. And even to her dying day, every time they let me bring her home from the hospital. So before I was holding in a lot because I think that she wasn't being completely honest with me at the time. She about her. To- how bad it was. Okay. Yeah. How far it had already progressed. Um, because we were still doing, we were trying to still do and go, and I wait for her to, you know, relax and take a pain pill. And she, when well, you want to take pain pill, I'm just gonna take a pain pill and lay down. So she never let me see any weakness. Okay. And so when I finally, you know, learned how real it was, it was kind of very upsetting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did try to spend as much time together um, in the, you know, in the event we would go stay at hotels for days um, away from everybody uh, or, you know, just take our dates like we usually do, go shopping, stuff that she really liked to do. And um, she still go to the casino and get her, her free gifts, <laughs> play her dollars or whatever she had, you know, like she didn't let anything stop her. Yeah. And, I was really envious of the idea of she would be taking care, taking away from me. Yeah. Um, knowing that her her heart, you know, but the way her presence still lingers is I almost don't even worry. You know, I yeah. know where she yeah. is and I know that, like, she's forever here. And yeah. everybody tells me that every day, all the time, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. To, to answer your question, it was definitely um, what I was going through and feeling just my disease and feeling, you know, not the same person and dealing with a lot of deep rooted stuff, things as well, you know. Yeah. Um, people, you know, assume that I had the best childhood, which I probably had a very good childhood. Um, I don't come from slum or anything you know uh, but at the same time there was lack of emotional connections that probably you know kind of put me in a tizzy a little bit but no matter what as far as my mother and my upbringing my grandmother and stuff they taught me a lot so I know for a fact that whatever I'm going whatever I was going through whatever came up it the disease is what had to bring it to a head Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what kind of pulled the wool off your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That a lot happened in the last, you said 2017 was when it started? Well, 2016 is when I was officially, or 14 when I was officially diagnosed. So I've had lupus 
It'll be seven years in um, August. Wow, seven years, seven years. Um, yeah. So, I guess this next question is kind of like the the big the big hitter question. Um, <laughs> and you know, you've said a lot as to like how you're feeling and kind of how you felt since everything. With all that in mind, why do you think you in particular survived? Why do you think you had to fight and you were brought back? Like, do you think maybe you're going to be doing something big in the future? Or obviously, besides your son and your family being there. Um, I would love that to be. I would love to share this story. Share my story. I think about that, and then I, in my, I guess, most humble mind, I'm like, well, God just wanted to work my behind. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> he wanted to show me his power and his glory, and that's what I really think about. Like, if I don't do anything and nothing happens, I know that I was able to, like, receive the grace of God. You know what I mean? In yeah. some point. Yeah. But I really, ideally, have been understanding that about myself and wanting to move into that because of, you know, what I've already done and it hasn't been much, but you know, it's enough to say, okay, here's the story because you have so much to really tell. So um, we need to show people how real I am and we need to show people, you know, that everything is possible because. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, when they canceled my heart surgery, this past time, the first time they canceled it in April because of COVID and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So I'm going through that. I'm trying to get some type of medication because I'm in pain in my heart, in my chest area. Um, I'm calling. They're like, we can't help you. You don't can't have anything because your kidneys. So just cry and go to sleep. I'm like, okay. So um, one morning I'm on Facebook Live. It's about three o'clock in the morning, or like five o'clock in the morning. I can't sleep because I'm in pain. So I hop on this girl's prayer live. She's like, I'm looking for this girl. I don't know who she is, but I she's in pain. And I had just began typing, oh, I'm in this pain. And she was she said Brittany. And I was like, Okay, all right, like it's this is cool. You know, I'm like, she saw my, my, she saw my comment on the live, you know, mm -hmm. and she's like, you're in pain. And we started praying. She's like, just, I don't know who you are, but put your hand over your chest. So I'm in the middle of my bed, you know, praying over myself. She's praying. And long story short, after that prayer, I didn't have any pain since. Wow. Oh. Doctors couldn't do anything for me. I wish that I was making this. I had to record the whole thing because I, I, I believe you. I believe you. I screen record. I think I screen. I I saved the recording of the live, um, but I hadn't had any pain. So I talked. I didn't see my doctors. I seen all my other doctors, you know. But then, and finally, this past what is this November? I think November seventh or. I had a doctor's appointment. I think it was November 4th, actually. And they were, I finally got to see my heart doctor. Oh, 
It was like a relief. Like I'm crying in there. And this is two days before my birthday or a day before my birthday. And they're like, well, when do you want your surgery? And I'm like, tomorrow. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right away. And they were like, okay, so that's when the process started. Of course, I was preparing, doing everything that I needed to do. Um, then I get to the hospital. And my temperature is 103. They let me in the hospital. They let me in the bed, in the gown. It was 6.50, almost time. I'm in pre-op. <clears throat> and they're like, your temperature is not dropping. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, back to the drawing boards, Lord. You know, because something, yeah. got to figure something out. Um, what's going on? And I cried. I cried like I found out my mom passed for the first time because I was like, what is <laughs> like, what is going on? You know, and it was. He told me, <laughs> he told me, you know, a little more, a little more effort, a little more. We got a little bit more stripping. So I was like, OK. And sure enough, um, instances and situations and things have been coming up and things, you know, so I'm really, I'm in the, and I'm in a battlefield. It's just like we all are, you know? And now I'm just like, okay, I see, I see what he wants and I'm just working on that. And now we're back March 19th, Lord willing, I'm going to work hard at this. (laughs) We'll be back in the hospital under the knife. So March nineteenth. Okay. Yes. March nineteenth. Okay. Yep. March nineteenth. Yeah. It is. So yeah, I'm I'm making the provisions and preparing a little better. Um, it's almost like I know what will happen, but I don't really. So you know, um, my preparation would be a little bit better. So I'm excited. I am. I'm not. I'm not scared, and I wasn't scared the first time until that night. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't sleep, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. I know it is. Yeah. I think it will too. Yeah. It will too. You, you seem considering everything that you've just told me in the last however many minutes, you have like this like calm, peaceful energy about all of it. And I feel like that's taken time, <laughs> but you, you really protrude that. I have my mama sitting right here and oh. my aunt's right here. The Lord is right here. And I'm just like, cool, we're going to do this. Because yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not really, um, I'm not aggressive. I'm very calming. You know, I'll probably say something. You'd be like, hey, why'd you say it like that? But I probably don't mean it. It's just the way I speak. I, You know, I'm one of those very proper black girls that they say. <laughs> I'm I'm a Caucasian one of my family. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like they be like, Brittany, you quiet. Okay. Whatever you know, and that's just how I am. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean yeah, you you seem like you know your mama's with you, God's with you, and you know, the the reality of why I talk to people, I wanna know their peace and their their miracle theory like why do you think you survive what what's going on in your heart and your mind and you know sharing that with everyone and um you know you've added another 
story. Like you're another person who has a story like this and it's very real and it happened and you lived currently living to talk about it and you're going to, yeah, keep growing and keep talking and keep sharing. And, you know, now you have an audience that you're talking to who, you know, somebody's going to relate to you. And I think that's really, (laughs) hi. Um, that's really beautiful. Your whole story is just magnificent from beginning to end. And I hope you know that. I hope you know that. And coming from someone, I have not experienced that. And my mind is blown in the best way. Um, and you know, I'm a believer of miracles and I think that you're living one and it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, It's an everyday work as well, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. You still like if I get up in the morning, I get up in the morning, get dressed, I go outside, I walk out the door. My family knows my condition. Everybody in my house knows my condition. But Jane at the grocery store, she might cuss me out. You know what I mean? She doesn't know <laughs> what I'm doing. Or she going through something too, or she just ignorant, you know, and what what have you. But I don't be like, well, I'm sick, and right. you don't know. You know, I just be like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like showing compassion is is one thing, one of my lessons as well. I love but, that, honey. You are. Hold on now. So, just imagine you could go through it too, and just going back because again, being on dialysis, it was a life changing moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally in, in every aspect every sense of the word and I would make fun of myself if my mom would be like mom look at me I look like Shrek because my stomach would be really big full of fluid and she'd be like girl if you don't go sit there and I'd be walking because I was on a, in a wheelchair on a walker you know but we made light of the situation because what else were we gonna do right and not everyone can do that that's you know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and I want people to laugh like it's is going to be okay if he got me through this what is really that serious you know yeah and that's actually a good um I wanted to ask you one last question you know in terms of like making light of the situation and talking about what happened I like to ask what kind of um advice or feedback would you give to people watching you know maybe people who are um diagnosed with a condition or not or me you know what what would you tell us about life about you know, people or anything in general? Well, for one, I'm learning every day. <laughs> um, but when, if, if it's anyone that has a condition, what I always tell them is don't, don't be hard on yourself. I am hard on myself because I didn't know not to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm really realizing that really don't. Um, because if you, if you survive, or you get your diagnosis it's it's really not the end of the world like I was just like oh it's over it's done this is it you know because you you need to learn to grasp yourself again so just my thing is get support groups get in support groups whether it be digital virtually or physically and that's what really helped me sleep at night a lot like I was like I am going crazy lord like I thought I was insane and i mean psych word worthy insane i was ready to go pack me up let's go i'll take myself like it was you know until i got into facebook 
support groups because I wasn't ready to be seen or be, you know, um, in contact with people. So um, that really helped me sleep at night because I would say, does anybody go through this? Yeah, I went through this. I was just diagnosed or I've had lupus for 30 years. or And I'm like, oh, okay, I can live with this. Yeah. And that brought me back to um, life and a reality of life. And um, for the people in my family, um, people like yourself who are, you know, not diagnosed with anything, um, I would say be patient with this and take the time to understand. Okay. Like really understand. Because for me, I'm a forgetful person with this disease. I didn't think being forgetful was for real. When they tell me, oh, like my my sister has lupus as well, but she's my stepsister. That's another story. <laughs> um, she would forget. And we used to say, girl, you know, like you were 17. What? You did not forget. You know, you just think. But she was forgetting stuff. And now I get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, because I, I, my whiteboard, that that's what that's <laughs> for all my appointments and stuff because I forget. And, um, or I forget, or if I get a conversation or I'll leave something, oh, I forgot that, you know, and it's like, it's more than necessary. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, um, especially in my surroundings to be patient with me. And even with my energy, my energy, they just put me back on pregnancy on because I, yeah, I was I want to go to sleep. I'm. What are my new? I'm getting my new outfits are pajamas. I just put that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but there's times where I spring up and I'm ready to go. You know, so I just I say that to um, the audience is if you don't have the disease or if you don't have a condition, take the time to try to understand, have compassion, and be patient with that person because they're new to it too. If they, you know, if yeah. it's new to. It. That's like, that's like three pillars right there. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. And that's coming from you who's literally speaking from experience. So not everybody. (laughs) Listen up. Yeah. You know, and we live in this world that's constantly moving and we're constantly drawn to things that are just not worth our energy. Yeah. We put energy into it anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, energy should go into those things, compassion and togetherness and family and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, way to just tie that all together. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Just one thing, it's a beauty to see my grandmother turn 97. Like, yeah, you know, she was she was at every hospital. Every she always wants to go to my doctor's appointment. Well, can I go? Oh, well, we go. And I'm like, you're not driving me. But <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be there. She's so dead. But she was a private duty nurse, so retired wow. nurse. And she's but, 97. A nurse is now 97. Everyone, her grandma's birthday was today. It is today, yes, and she is at the casino. <laughs> birthday to your grandma. Yes, I will let her. See this. <laughs> yeah, hopefully she gets some big wins at Black oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'll be like, ma'am, Ooh, you can't. You know, <laughs> I can't, Mm-mm, and I'm not trying to. <laughs> That's awesome. Her thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very grateful, and I feel very blessed to have met you and been able to talk to you about everything that has happened in your life. And, um, uh, yeah, it was 
fun. And it's, you know, I, I love having conversations with people like you and people in my life about everything that's happened. And there's so much to learn from each other, you know, just like, yeah, just like you're learning every day about yourself. Like we have, I am too constantly. And, you know, I've learned from you today. So I'm grateful for that. And I can't wait to share this. So thank you very much once more. Um, If there's anything else you want to add or, you know, I can put your email, any sort of like. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I learned that I wish I had dimples because your dimples are popping. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Your skin is glowing right now. (laughs) Thank you. But I was like, gorgeous. You are so beautiful. And I just thank you for this opportunity. You're gorgeous too. And I'm, (laughs) you're gorgeous on the inside and out. So that's, that's just, I love meeting people like that, you know.